1: World welcome back to
0: 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as you. always, is Wheels Wienerker and returning for the second week in a row, Jared Jerome. Jared, welcome back to 32 Fans.
2: Thanks, guys. Thanks. Looking forward. Still
0: alive. Still alive. Much like UConn, even though Akiva uh, dropped off halfway through that podcast last week. Akiva, are you going to be here uh, all day today?
1: Not sure. I had some ZenCaster issues with the, you know what we recorded through last week. It's possible. Also, I don't know who's in the Sweet 16 because I obviously didn't listen to the rest of the podcast <laughs> after left so you're gonna have to tell me what the matchups are
0: all right no problem before we get into that by the way so we had a lot of uh, listeners complaining to me about the short shrift we gave some of their alma maters and favorite teams who got eliminated early Mm -hmm. so um, the sweet 16 are all teams that I have ranked in my top 23 in my cumulative ranking of every school's uh, you know best NBA squad so Mm -hmm. I thought we just quickly run through the best seven teams that were eliminated just to acknowledge who's not here, and then we'll quickly look at the bracket. And that's so, not
2: going to appease the people who are complaining because they were complaining about terrible teams. But yeah, well, but the anyway.
0: reason I wanted to start this is because the number twenty-two team in, in my power rankings didn't even make the tournament. That's Auburn. Auburn's only had twenty-two alums, but uh, Charles Barkley is one yeah. of them, and, and you know, along with uh, Chuck Person. Uh, uh, have I mentioned on this podcast the poem I wrote about Chuck Person in like third grade? I don't think so. Oh, so Chuck Person. It was bad times for the Timberwolves when he was, like, him and Michael Williams from, uh, got traded from the Pacers, and they, they were, like, the Wolves' best players, maybe even first grade. So I wrote a poem all about Chuck Person.
2: Michael Williams was the guy who, 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 who had the record for most consecutive free throws, right? Correct. Like and he also spelled his
0: name EA instead of AE. All right, all right,
2: all right.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, so Auburn, uh, number 22, did not make this tournament. Uh, number 20, Minnesota, <laughs> lost to LSU in the second round. That was the team led by Kevin McHale and others. Uh, number 18, Wake Forest, also lost to LSU, uh, Shaq and Bob Pettit and, uh, and Pete Maravich and company. Uh, Wake Forest has Tim Duncan and, and Chris Paul, so uh, very, very solid, uh, at least uh, top two stars. Number 16, DePaul, with George Miken and Rod Strickland, Mark Aguirre, Terry Cummings. They lost to UCLA. Number 15, Arizona, lost in an upset to Marquette. Uh, Arizona, obviously, uh, point guard U. They have Mike Bibby, Gilbert Arenas, Damon Stoudemire, Jason Terry. Uh, not as not as good up front where they're relying on, you know, Channing Fry and Bison Daly. Number fourteen, USC lost in another upset to Syracuse. USC. On Bison daily. Yeah. USC is DeMar DeRozan. Uh Gus Williams, Paul Westfall, Bill Sharman, uh, the other Cliff Robinson, Nick v- v- Vucevic. Uh, number twelve, Houston lost. Uh Jared Jerome, very upset about this. They lost to Duke. Houston, of course, has, you know, uh in a key Melvin Hayes and Clyde Drexler are top three as good as anyone else's, but Drops off very quickly after that. The top guys on their bench are like Bo Outlaw and Well, Dwight number Jones tw-
2: number twelve shows that you know they have a leg to stand on. It's a good team.
0: Yeah. Yes. So so those are the teams that are out. So uh, let's talk about the teams that are in. Uh, let's take a look at our bracket. We have uh, Kentucky against Ohio State and Marquette against Georgia Tech in the upper left. In the lower left, we have Duke against Michigan State, Syracuse against Kansas. In the upper right, we have UCLA against Georgetown and Michigan against UConn. And then our final two matchups in the Sweet 16 are going to be UNC against LSU and St. John's against Indiana.
2: I think this time... You're all caught up. I think this time yes. it's going to be a lot. I, I mean, I have, nobody complained to me or anything like that, but I feel like last time it could have been a little confusing for the listeners. You have all these names and all these teams thrown out. Some of them don't even have that many good players and everything. I feel like this is much more confined. We know the team's a little better now. We've been over them. We're going to go over them again a couple of times. They're Like I said, they're better matchups now. So I feel like this is a better listening experience. So hopefully this one will be uh, really good. I expect it to be.
0: Yeah, we, have the, we only have the good teams left. So right. let's jump right in here. First matchup in the Sweet 16. We have Kentucky against Ohio State. On the bracket, this is a one seed against a four seed. Uh, to me, these are two of the top maybe six or seven teams in this whole tournament. Uh, Kentucky has just a plethora of young bigs. Uh, Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins, Carl Anthony Towns. So those guys are rotating in and out. Uh, alongside the Hall of Famer, Dan Issel, who was great on the Kentucky Colonels and later the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Cliff Hagen, another Hall of Famer at small forward, and in the backcourt, uh, a, a bunch of other active guys. They have John Wall and Rajon Rondo, with um, a couple of uh, another ABA Hall of Famer, Louis Dampier, on the bench, along with Frank Ramsey uh, from uh, from back in the day, from like the '50s <coughs> on the bench as well. So Kentucky's got a lot of active guys, but they have a lot. Of, they have a couple of ABA stars, and then a couple of guys from even before that. Jamal Mashburn, as well, Ramsey. Yeah, Jamal Keep Mashburn Meyer. on the end of the bench. Tayshaun Prince. Yeah, Ohio State has uh, an interesting squad. They have four Hall of Famers as well. Each team has four Hall of Famers. Neil Johnston, the center from the 50s. Jerry Lucas, who uh, at the end of his career was on the Knicks, but is a guy who averaged 17 and 15 for his career, which Mm -hmm. I think there's only four guys who ever did that. And uh, John Havlicek is their best player, their highest profile player, starting small forward. Uh, Their backcourt a little bit weaker, Michael Redd, who you know, had a good career, but a short career for the Bucks in the last decade. Mike Conley, the point guard for the Grizzlies. For some reason, they did not trade him at the All Star uh, at the trade deadline, and he uh, has never made an all-star team, but is a very good player. Uh, they have another very, very old-school Hall of Fame center coming off the bench in Arnie Risen. And then after that, their bench gets a little bit weaker. It's, it's Jim Jackson, uh, Herb Williams, uh, Clark Kellogg, who had a very sh- great college player, very, very short NBA career, put up great numbers, but only played like three or four seasons. Um, D'Angelo Russell will make this team in a couple of years as well. So, uh, Keith, what's your take on Kentucky versus Ohio State?
1: I'm a Kentucky guy. I think I think part of their value is also hurt because these guys are all growing up in value more than any other teams, obviously, because they're just the entire NBA is littered with Kentucky guys. And being an active player for some weird reason hurts you in the Chester fantasy league. No, it doesn't hurt you. Really it's life.
0: just I can't. Devin Booker's only played three seasons in the NBA. Like he's got to put yeah, but together a defense. Let's pretend decent he
1: played nine.
0: You know, let's pretend but, Anthony Davis mean? has but, been in the league so, for a decade. And let's pretend that Michael Jordan was four inches taller. And let's pretend like what do you mean? Pretend? Let's pretend Shaq could hit free throws. No, we're we're, we're dealing with the real world. We're judging these guys on based on what they've actually done.
2: Well,
1: already are also Keeves, like you're talking about guys like AD who've never been bad. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing.
0: And also, yeah, but, Keeves, like, hold on, hold on. Let's Keeves talk Keeves about Clark are, Kellogg. Keeves, Kellogg. No, no, hold on. Let's talk about Clark Kellogg on Ohio State. He's the last guy on the Ohio State bench. He averaged 19 points, 10 rebounds a game for his career. Right. Those Mm -hmm. are monster numbers. Those are Hall of Fame numbers. Why is he not in the Hall of Fame? Why have 98% of our listeners never heard of him? Yeah, exactly. Exactly the same. He's in the same boat as Carl Anthony Towns. In fact, he's played about as many games as Carl Anthony Towns, and his numbers are fairly similar.
2: Here's the so okay. So that's true, but he's not exactly the same as carl anthony towns carl anthony towns is probably not retiring now so he's you can i agree you can do some projection but the other part i think the main part of keith's argument he correct oh by the way i hope carl
1: anthony towns (laughs) retired
2: well he's finally injured i mean he has like an iron man streak going he finally is missing some games but anyway i think the the crux of your argument keith and you can correct me if i'm wrong is that this is a one game scenario so you're taking the best of a player that's the debate. How much of it is taking their full career and how much of it is taking them in a given day at their best. You take Anthony Davis at his best, he's one of the greatest players in NBA history, right? He hasn't accomplished that yet for a career, but you know, for a one game sample, you can argue he's you know, he's one of the great players. So, I guess that's kind of your point with the Kentucky guys, right? So you have a bunch of guys who are yes. like great players for short periods. They're not on the Chester rankings, they're not in the top 50. Because they've only played three, four, five, six years, but if they played 15 years, they would be. And that means they're not as great; they did not have as great a career as the long-term guy. But it does not mean they would not be as good in one game, which is what this is. So it all comes down to how much you weigh those two factors. I guess that's sort of the bottom mm-hmm. line. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. And and anyways, I don't disagree that Kentucky is going to win this game over Ohio State, anyways. Um, even though both teams are surprisingly. Uh, you know, a little bit weak in the backcourt, I think. Like, for Rajon Rondo and John Wall to be the best guards on Kentucky, and then, you know, they only have one guard on their bench right now, Frank Ramsey, who, you know, reti- is in the Hall of Fame, but, you know, retired in 1960 or whatever. Mm-hmm. But again, 10 years down the line, Eric Bledsoe, Devin Booker, Brandon Knight, Jamal Murray, D'Aaron Fox, some of those guys might be on this team as well. So... Um, all right, so Kentucky advances there. I just want to say uh, I actually lo-
2: I actually picked Ohio State. I know it doesn't matter because you guys both picked Kentucky. Because to me, that team fits so much better than Kentucky. Kentucky has three big guys: Cat, Cousins, Danth- Anthony Davis, and throw in Dan Issel, who you can't play together. So it doesn't matter how many big guys you have. You can't play five big guys, or you'll lose. And then they have. They don't really have wings, and then they have two point guards who are pass-first, non-shoot point guards and John Wall and Rajon Rondo. It's not a team that fits well. Hold on. Well John well. Wall
0: is pass-first, not shoot? Yeah,
2: you're, you're a little bit he hard. He scores 20 you're points a, a game. Hard on John Wall. He shoots, I will say they have two guys shooter. who never want to their Rondo can't shoot. What? What? Yeah. No, so I'm saying you admit John Wall and Rajon Rondo, neither of them is an off-guard. Agreed? Agreed.
0: Yeah, but Ohio—I mean, who's Ohio State's shooter? Is John mean, we'll Havlicek know how to hit a twenty-five uh, footer. I doubt it.
2: Well, I am sure he would if he played now, and we're doing it. In, and we're yeah. doing, and as you said, we're doing. Let's, okay, so let's look at Ohio State. You have Mike. The, Con- problem, is,
1: the problem is they have Wall, who's never won anything. Antoine Walker, like these guys, are like you know the
2: counter act. Let's look at Ohio State win. for a second. Okay, so you, you their front court is unassailable. They're old guys, but they're wait. Well,
0: hold on, it? no, no, they are assailable because you are going to get twenty-eight minutes from Neil Johnston, and you are going to get thirty minutes from Jerry Lucas, right? And then who's going to play the other forty minutes?
2: This is a one-and-done playoff game. Why are they playing? T- why is a superstar playing well, twenty minutes? Again, this entire tournament happens
0: in one. This entire tournament happens in one day. You're playing six games in one day. Oh, you stop. need the depth. That's not actually so. True. Kentucky, Kentucky, Oh, it's now over you're two days. The That's true. Rules on us. No, no. We said yeah. this last week. We, we wanted to do the whole thing in one day. Unfortunately, it took us two. So the first two rounds we did last week, and the last four rounds we're doing today. It's all happening on March eleventh, two 2019. Neil
2: Jones, so Kentucky Neil has Jones Davis and,
0: we, and Cousins and Towns. Like Kentucky's depth, the fact that they have all these guys that are the same is a strength because it means for 48 minutes you're going against a superstar big. And Ohio State just can't handle that. Arnie Risen and Herb Williams off the bench are their, like, only bigs. K-
2: Kentucky's a better roster. I just want to point one thing yeah. out about Ohio State. To me, it fits perfectly. You have Neil Johnston, a classic center. You have Jerry Lucas, as you said, one of four guys to average basically 16 and 16 for his career, 17 and 16 for his career. Prototypical power forward, who, by the way, actually did shoot threes, even though there were no threes. And that was what he was famous for, for those for that 73 Knicks team. Who'd stand, they said, like, I this is what I've heard, like, 25 feet away. Anyway, whatever. He was a kind of like perfect stretch for kind of guy who rebounded his butt off. John Havlicek is an all-time great. Yes, he's overrated by Bill Simmons, but he's still an all-time great. And then the weak spot... The point guard and shooting guard fit perfectly. Mike Conley is your prototypical pass first, get into the lane, defensive point guard, and Michael Red is a pure, pure shooter at you know, a six six pure shooting guard. Yeah, but neither so of those guys
0: are close to making the Hall of Fame. And in fact, you know, ne- never even made an All Star game in the case of Conley. And okay. the teams at this point are mostly littered with Hall of Famers.
2: Again, I agree. Kentucky's a yeah. better squad. Either way, look, but these I teams. The, yeah. I love the balance and the, the the perfect, you know, the way that they fit together, Ohio State. But whatever, it is what it is. All right, Kentucky. so these
0: teams are both better than the other matchup uh, in this region. So you know, the winner, Kentucky, almost for sure, going to the Final Four. We have Marquette against Georgia Tech. So Marquette pulled off the upset of Arizona. As a reminder, Marquette's swingman are Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade. That's the strength of this team, along with Maurice Lucas, who was the second best player on those Blazers in the late '70s. They have a, a, a solid point guard in Doc Rivers, and, um, you know, that's Marquette. George, Georgia Tech, a little bit better, I think, overall. Uh, like Arizona, the team that Marquette just upset, tons of point guards. Stephon Marbury, Mark Price, Kenny Anderson, Jarrett Jack, so a lot of point guards there. Uh, Marbury can definitely put the ball in the basket, and Mark Price, you know, more of a classic, uh, you know, pass-first point guard. Uh, but they also have, up front, I think they have Chris Bosh is, you know, better than anyone on Marquette's front line. And uh, Derek Favors and Thaddeus Young, a couple of active guys, who, you know, uh, Derek Favors never became what we thought, but a couple of solid guys up front. So this is a fairly close matchup. The best player, Dwayne Wade, is on Marquette, but I feel like the second, third, fourth, fifth best players are all on Georgia Tech. I'm taking Georgia Tech. What about you, Keith?
1: I mean, this is a rough one, because obviously you're not going to be blown away by this Georgia Tech team, right? I, I don't know. Like, I think Butler and Wade, well, you said second, third, fourth, and fifth, but I, I feel like, are you really who is so much better than Jimmy Butler on the Georgia Tech team? Yeah,
2: and more recently. Well, G- Jimmy Butler's
0: again, but Jimmy Butler has played 500 games in his career and averages 16 and five. Like he's had like two All Star caliber seasons, and it looks like he's already past his prime. Mm-hmm. Whereas Stephon Marbury played 350 more games and was better across the board. He was an asshole, and although so was Jimmy Butler, apparently. So, um, I but you know, but
1: Dwayne Wade. Over his career, you know, I mean, he, yeah. and Dwayne Wade, one of the really stupid things about your list is that if somebody stays on and helps and is and is willing to accept a, a, a role spot as a, a spot as a role player for the last few years of their career, it hurts you.
0: No, no. More what do you? I'm exactly champion. the opposite. That's what you say. So it helps well, we're complete. Yeah, them. we're complete opposites. That's what you say. You want a guy who plays three years, three All-Star years, and never plays again. I value well, a guy saying, over the length no, of his because
1: career. why? Because you're only adding win shares, and you don't care about about like his PR going down and his points per game going down. No,
0: I, I look at everything. I look at the number of games played, the win shares. I, I look at the cumulative numbers and the rate numbers. Steve,
2: you're totally going opposite on the argument yeah. you always make against him. You say that he always favors he the long term. No, like I'm saying filers. that he,
1: because Chester keeps saying, "Will he average 16 and six for his career?" About people.
2: Well, Wade's numbers no. went down no, you, from
1: 26. Right. No, 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 no. You're
0: not. No, I said Jimmy Butler has barely played and still has no, bad numbers. I'm talking
1: about the hundred other guys. talking about anyway.
0: No, I, I no, I so I have not mentioned. Hold on, Kiv, I is have not mentioned is Akiva. I have not mentioned yeah. poor numbers for guys who played long careers. I've only mentioned the strong numbers. For example, when we talked about uh, UConn, I mentioned how Clifford Robinson played forever and still had better numbers than guys who played half his career. I only meant, so I've never done that. My point about Jimmy Butler is that Jimmy Butler, because he's good right now, we think of him as some all time great. He's a guy whose career is probably on the way down, and you know was a mark. You know Jimmy Butler is never going to come close to the Hall of Fame.
2: I think that's a good point on Butler because he's an all-star type player now. He's a guy who's always in talks of, oh, the big trade with Jimmy Butler and everything like that. You're right. I mean we do think of him as being greater than some guy from the 60s who we don't really know about who's probably – Or even the 90s. Mark
0: Price's NBA career was much better than Jimmy Butler's. Now, Butler could pass him in a couple of years, but is it going to happen? I don't know.
2: Yeah, it's a good knows? We
1: didn't appreciate Mark Price when we had him. Anyway, I have Marquette winning this game. Dwayne Wade – in a one-game playoff, I think Dwayne Wade can – you know withstand this this team Jimmy Butler shuts down Marbury if he needs to Jimmy Butler could shut down Bosch if he needed to probably uh you know Thad Young and uh, Bosch favors and Young is is a, is not a great offensive line it's an interesting it, This team would rebound like crazy it's uh, it to me. I mean, Bosch is
0: by league. far the best offensive big in, in either team. So yeah, I think uh, Dennis Scott is is really an
1: underrated guy in Georgia Tech's bench. Really would have been a perfect player for this era. He would have shot 14 threes a game, Dennis Scott.
2: And you guys are yeah. also uh, downgrading Maurice Lucas. You're talking about a th- you're talking about. A no, I agree. Games. That's why. Well, I'm not downgrading.
1: I have Marquette winning. It's up like right, to you, Big right, right. Jared, because I have Marquette winning, and I think Chester does not.
2: So this all right. So this was really tough for me. Uh, I hear both sides of the argument. At the end of the day, I'm looking more of like style of game, like I keep saying. And to me, mm-hmm. this Georgia Tech team can spread out the uh, Marquette team. And so Chester pointed out that Mark Price was more of a prototypical point guard than Steph Marbury. I actually think the opposite. Marbury gets a Marbury gets kind of the the rough end of the stick because people say, oh, he you know he wasn't a winner and blah. blah. Marbury actually averaged a lot of assists. For a long time going, he was one of only two players to average 20 points and eight assists a game, along with Oscar Robertson. Uh, Russell Westbrook is there now also. Again, a guy who shoots a lot and everything like that, but it doesn't mean they don't pass. So anyway, Stefan Marbury, I think, was... Mark Price was a point guard, too, but he was a great shooter. So if you need Mark Price off the ball with Stefan Marbury handling it, I mean, Mark Price was third all-time in free throw percentage. He's probably top 20 all-time in 3 percent. Like, Mark Price is a top 10, top 15 all-time shooter. He was sure. But you can play him off the ball, spread it out with him in Marbury. Thad Young also could step out, athletic guy who's not as big, but can also play down low and rebound. And then Kenny Anderson, another excellent point guard. Dennis Scott obviously d3 was his nickname a great three-point shooter to me the and chris Bosch, a, a big guy who could rebound and post but also could step out and shoot threes and would have shot a lot of threes if, if that was yeah Bosch would shoot mode. a lot of threes if, yeah. he, if he had so i think this is kind of like a sort of like a d'antoni small ball team that will spread marquette out and while marquette has definitely the best player i think the matchup favors georgia tech in this running gun type system so i'm giving it to georgia tech
0: all right. Yeah. And by the way, uh, Stefan Marbury, you look at his numbers like 50 years from now, people are not going to understand how, how he's not on the Hall of Fame because his numbers are mm-hmm. incredible. And he was
2: very, yeah, very, we'll very talented. Him. There's a reason. He yeah. was a very talented player.
1: Well, Chester, can I yeah. make a suggestion? Yeah, I think right after the Sweet 16, because you just explained the rosters, I think it's easier to just go straight to the Elite Eight and then put the
0: finish that region. Okay, fine. All right. So we have Kentucky against Georgia Tech. I don't even think there's anything to say here. That's why I'm saying also because there's nothing to talk about. So I think it's easy to just put Kentucky into the final four. Yeah. Cut down those nets, Wildcats. Yeah. You're going to the final four. Congratulations. Mm hmm. Okay. All right. So we've done that. Um, Kentucky in the final four. The one seed holds holds true in their region. Let's see who they're going to face. We have Duke against Michigan State. This is a phenomenal, phenomenal matchup. I'm not going to say which is which, but I have one of these teams the seventh best team overall, in my opinion, and one of these teams the eighth best team. So these teams are neck and neck. I could see it going either way. Just to review their lineups, uh, we'll start with the one seed Duke. They have up front, they have Carlos Boozer and Elton Brand, a couple of pretty similar guys. They have Grant Hill, who you know at his apex in the late '90s was you know second only to to Scottie Pippen. Was, you know was the uh, sort of the best all around you know swingman in the game. Uh, point guard Kyrie Irving uh, only showed up at Duke for eight games, but, uh, you know, great score. Jeff Mullins, another great scorer, shooting guard. And on the bench, they have a little bit of everything except guards. They have a lot of bigs, Corey Maggette, Christian Leitner, Jack Mayer, and Mike Minsky, Luol Deng. Um, But the, the only guard on their bench is J.J. Redick, who can come in and shoot some threes. And, um, you know, the next best active guy who's about to make this team in a couple of years is Jason Tatum, another sort of, you know, bigger, you know, a three leaning on to stretch four. So Duke a little weak at the guard other than Mullins and Kyrie. So they need those guys and Don, to play.
2: Don Levy is a tall guy, but he could shoot. That's a guy who could come off the bench and shoot for them, Yeah,
0: too. yeah. Uh, Michigan State has, uh, you know, obviously far and away the best player in this game, Magic Johnson. They also have a great shooter at shooting guard, Steve Smith. But um and they have a couple of bigs who are I think can bang pretty similar to Boozer and Brand and Kevin Willis and Zebo Zach Randolph. The Maybe bad I mean
1: well, Randolph arguably was a better player that you know had a better career than Boozer or Brand.
0: Elton Brand, I think, is very underrated and forgotten. And it's actually interesting you say that because I like Elton at, Brand,
1: but I also think that uh you know <laughs> Uh, like Zach Randolph, I, we're gonna look back and be like, "Oh yeah, he was he was a baller." Like I, I feel it's like teams would have, if you had asked if they had if their primes had had lined up, um, which they almost did. Um, yeah, they basically. I think GMs would have taken Randolph over either of those guys. Like every GM, I, if you could have tolerated his his off the court <clears throat> mentality, but that won't grade on you in this two day tournament. He can only get on and your. And also, so he much.
2: fixed that in the latter half of his career. It's funny. I, I alluded. Yeah, to, no, I mean, yeah, I was saying, yeah, he, I, I, like, he, I he became to this. a match. Right. And I alluded to this brand last week that he has like these eerily consistent numbers. Like if you go down and Chester's right, I think he is underrated. Like these are literally his numbers from his rookie year up till whenever I stop. uh, 20.1 points and rebounds. 20.1, 10.0. 20.1, 10.1. 18.2, 11.6, 18.5, 11.3, 20.0, 10.3, 20.0, 9.5, 24.7, 10.0, 18.2, 11.6, 18.5, 11.3, 20.0, 10.3, 20.0, 9.5, 24.7, 10.0, 20. Wait, who five, are you talking about? Five, that's Elton Brand. He's basically exactly. Oh, oh yeah. I, I thought you were 10. talking
0: about z and I was going to say Elton Brand was the most consistent guy in the universe. Well,
2: that's no. I right. So I alluded yeah. to this last podcast that like Elton Brand has this weird, like, exact same numbers every year kind of thing going, and this is what it was. This is what it is exactly. Well, Brand's
1: interesting also in that his he pro- was such a great college player, and a lot of the Duke guys do have this, that it's like they could he could never have lived up to his potential. Right, no, well, but one his one also problem operate, in the NBA was about.
0: he was he was a great power forward playing in the Western Conference at the same time as Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Chris Weber, Dirk Nowitzki. Like, he had no chance to stand out because yeah, there were now, so And like every guy, the,
1: we sort of mentioned this last week, but every guy on this list, even in Grand Hill, was never uh, like, uh, other than um, let's not count Kyrie, who didn't really have a college career, Every single guy on this list was better in college than the pros. I guess Dunleavy kind well, of maybe had a Grant, much better But Grant Hill
0: was a top five player in Detroit in the late nineties.
1: Sure, but Grant Hill was was just like a, an immortal college player for like two yeah. different eras of Duke because he was the young guy. Yeah. On the yeah. original
2: team. One more thing yeah. on Elton uh, Brand—he was also an excellent shot blocker. That's the thing people forget about him. He was only like—he wasn't that tall. He was like six eight. Well, Brand was bigger long, than long Boozer. Long Boozer,
1: I think, was like really like six seven and a half, if I remember. He was Boozer was not at as big. He's like
2: six nine, Boozer, but 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 no, yeah. but Elton He's, Brand Boozer's was very small. long. Elton Brand was long, and, and also and like He was like a fat. shot blocker, better defender mm-hmm. than, much better so, defender than Zebo and. I
1: mean, we're talking about this, and it's interesting. I think Willis Randolph—not a huge difference. Plus, Michigan State has Draymond, who like could do a lot of things. That none That's of the, the four key. guys we mentioned do, That's and like arguably is better. But at well, the end of the day, I mean, like Draymond's Johnson, career is like you know, yeah. Chester Magic Johnson is so much better than Kyrie, and the difference between Steve Smith and Jason Richardson, obviously not as good as Jeff Mullins and Grant Hill because of Grant Hill. But like one team has Magic Johnson to me. Michigan but State but, but if you're talking if you're
0: talking about judging guys at their peak, Grant Hill at his peak was you know an inner circle Hall of Famer in the late nineties. I
1: agree, I agree. But uh, but we're not judging at, at their peak. We're sort of.
2: We're hedging it. I don't we're know if it. I
1: would judge it as, like, the peak of their seven best seasons. Right, I don't know right, if I would judge right. it as, as, like, the the sum of their career, you know, I maybe throwing out.
2: I think that's a good way to look at it because we can't quite decide if we're doing career or at their peak, so let's do, like, a Jaws thing. You know what I mean? Where, well, okay, yeah, so here's
1: my here's, here's But my it doesn't matter here. because Grant Hill is not Magic Johnson and Grant Hill yeah. plus Kyrie doesn't even equal Magic Johnson plus Steve well, Smith. Well, I Magic. would rather have
0: Grant Hill and Kyrie than Magic Johnson and Jason Richardson. I think that's, but but hold on, I'm not but, sure. but but well, I, but even even if the you're way to say, win
1: championships and to win games in the NBA is just to have like an immortal player, and and yeah. as much as I love Kyrie, he's not immortal, and obviously Magic is. Yeah. So here uh, here's my thing. I, have, I hate way, Duke. I have Michigan State winning this game by twelve. I don't just have them winning. Okay. I have them winning by I, double digits.
0: I I hate Duke. I'm a Big Ten guy. I have yeah, Michigan I hate State Duke too. But I, know I Michigan, Michigan Mich- State's my no offense.
1: We have some very nice yeah. Michigan State listeners, but yeah. they're my least favorite team. Uh, so it gives me no pleasure. But I have them winning by twelve.
0: I have Michigan State as my 7th best team overall. Duke is my 8th best team overall. So Michigan State I have as the slight favorite here. I have Duke pulling off the upset. And the reason is, again... This is a tournament. You got playing. You're playing the whole thing in one day. You need to have a bench. There's value in having had a lot of good NBA players at your college, not just two or three guys. And you look at the bench for Michigan State, and if you're looking at the chart of of the uh, of the rosters, the easy way look at the win share totals for the guys on Michigan State, like like from eight through twelve on their bench. It's in the twenties and thirties. Like these are guys who are like marginal NBA players, whereas everybody on the Duke team is in the fifties and sixties, which is like yeah. But approaching for one bo- game, it doesn't matter. Best of seven, I think Duke wins. But one game, Michigan State
1: wins yeah. by double digits.
0: So I so it's I have game. Duke uh, pulling Magic off a very Magic plays 44
1: minutes in this game. All right. I have you don't
0: Duke pulling off Scott a, Scott Skiles. And I play center does a sky hook here. to win it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So I have Duke pulling off a very mild upset here. Jared, what about you? So, I'm
2: going to be consistent. Yeah, I think Michigan
1: State by the way. Well, no, the Go the ahead, Vegas in this fake tournament loves Duke. So I think Duke is the favorite. So I don't think it's an upset. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's I don't think a one-seeded
1: Duke could ever be and the underdog, a, a, and the eighth ranked but, no,
2: but, team but, versus but Duke's seventh ranked reputation team has ratings, always been that they, they don't
0: make great say. NBA players, right? They only make good college yeah. players. And this is a co- this is an NBA tournament. I know, but people, right. the
1: public still loves Duke. They're a public yeah. fake team yeah, okay. for this fake <laughs> tournament.
0: All right, Jared, who do you have? Okay,
2: so to me, this is actually very similar to the Kentucky-Ohio State matchup. A one-seed versus either a four- or five-seed, whatever it is. Happens to be versus both two Big Ten teams where the one seed is deeper, has more talent, is a better overall squad, and if they're playing an 82-game season, would have a better record. If they're playing a seven-game series, would probably win. But in a one-game tournament, I like the team that fits the best. I would I would put Draymond into the starting line instead of Jason Richardson, which is ridiculous cuz I understand mm-hmm. Richardson's played 300 more games with Draymond. Yeah, Draymond could guard a 3 just fine. Draymond could do everything. That's the whole I mean, I don't even like Draymond. I mean, have the, you watched a Warriors game this
0: year? Draymond's a worse shooter than Threenicker. Dr- he can't well,
2: shoot. Thriniker but he's he's Draymond has become like a borderline Draymond could take Jeff Mullins
1: in this game Chester and he'd be fine. He would eat Jeff Mullins. Yeah. Wreck, here's
2: wreck, my starting here's my starting line for Michigan State. You have Magic at point, don't need to say mm-hmm. much about that. Steve Smith, at shooting guard, great shooter, also a big backcourt, six nine and six eight backcourt, both doing exactly what nice. they need to do. You have Draymond as the jack of all trades at the three, right? Who can guard the center or the point guard on Duke or any guy mm-hmm. on Duke? He can guard literally any guy on Duke, right? Boozer, he can guard, and he can guard. Uh, they don't. I mean, who's their point guard? Uh, Kyrie. Yeah, but the, hold
0: on. But the problem <laughs> with your team is
2: they have, have no, no spacing now. on offense because no Magic
0: can't shoot and Draymond yeah, no can't shooter. shoot except Steve for one Smith season. Is, Steve Smith Yeah. Like, so basically you're, you're playing four bigs and, bigs and Steve Smith.
2: That's the weakness. That's the weakness. And yeah. then yeah. And they don't have a
1: guy off the bench who could really come in. I guess Jay Vincent was he a good shooter? I don't really know Jay Vincent so well. <laughs> well Mo, Mo Pete, Pete was okay. Mo Mo Pete. Pete. He was really Mo, more Mo of a Mo Pete drive was a terrific guy.
2: shooter. No, he was yeah. a three-point specialist, Mo Pete. Mm-hmm. Eric Snow yeah, so was so a but Eric Snow again, if Mo But again. Mo Pete wouldn't make the Duke 13.
1: Yeah, Mo-, Mo Pete doesn't make Duke as Chester said. Well, didn't you pick like, Michigan State? He's, he's already like not as good as Jason Tatum.
0: All right, we got to move on here. So who are yeah, you picking? Michigan there? State. Let's I got Michigan
1: State. All right, Michigan
0: State. Okay, sorry, Chester. All, All right, State. right, State. Sorry, Chester. All All right yeah, yeah, that's the first time I think that. I've And uh, what's the I, next, next matchup? One Kansas, one Syracuse. Kansas, Syracuse. Yeah, this okay. one is not gonna not gonna go very long. Syracuse, is the weakest no, team in this tournament.
1: let's just Yes. Yeah. Let's say. Let's just say Kansas wins, and let's go straight to Kansas, Michigan State. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They got Will Chamberlain. Yeah. Enough said. That's good. So yeah. So so Syracuse. Had a nice little upset there. Carmelo Anthony uh, won something for once in his uh, career in the NBA. So congratulations there. Uh, All right. So let's get to uh, Michigan State against Kansas. This is uh, another close, close matchup, I think. Uh, we just discussed Michigan State. Let's talk about Kansas' lineup. So Kansas, uh, starting at the five, is Will Chamberlain, who, according to Jared, uh, could jump 17 feet and had sex with 700,000 women. Tell, tell uh, me when but,
2: I'm allowed to do my Will Chamberlain segment. I'm not joking. It's all facts. No, no, no. It, it's it, all it, figures. No, no, not, no. It's not happening I'm on this podcast. I'm doing a Will Chamberlain not, segment. Not, we're going so right. slow. The anyway, is the point is, segment, the point is
0: you. that Will, Will Chamberlain, obviously the dominant figure in this matchup. Uh, Paul, now, the problem with Kansas is uh, a little bit similar to the problem with Duke, the team the Michigan State just ran past, is their guards are a little bit weak. They're starting JoJo White at the point who's only in the Hall of Fame because he played on the Celtics. Paul Pierce has to slide down uh, to shooting guard because they, re- you know, they really don't have a lot of guards. The best guards on their bench, in fact the only guards on their bench, are Kirk Heinrich and, and then Darnell Valentine, who I've never heard of, is the last guy on this bench. And even if you look at the guys up and coming, the guys on the waiting list, it's the Morris Twins, it's Andrew Wiggins, it's Josh Jackson, you know, some swing guys there, but no, no classic guards. So Kansas is lacking a little bit in guards. It's going to be a problem with Magic Johnson on the other side. Um, but, you know, the bottom line is, it's Will Chamberlain and, you know, Paul Pierce also, you know, the third best player uh, in this game after Magic Johnson and Will Chamberlain. But to me, it's Will Chamberlain. That's really all you need to say. Um and, uh, and then, you know, Joel Embiid also, you know, he hasn't played very much, but uh, he can do some damage as well. So, to me, Kansas beats Michigan State pretty easily. Do you mean Denzel Valentine? No. Denzel Darnell. Valentine is Darnell. an active player. Darnell Valentine played in, like, the 1970s. Oh, okay,
1: I'm, I got confused. Oh, yeah, because you're talking about Kansas. And, yeah,
0: den- and, Denzel, and Denzel Valentine went to State. Michigan, State, Michigan State. And Darnell Valentine yeah, went to That's why I Kansas. got confused yeah. for a second.
2: Guys, right, I, I, I have a few really... Cool stats on Wilt. Let me do it. It takes. Like Give us minutes. the stats. No, no. Uh, everybody. Okay, fine. No, everybody does not know this. Everybody. Does he not scored a hundred points in Wilt one game. Wilt has one hundred and eighteen fifty-point games in his career. That is equal to the seven most prolific 50 point scores in NBA history combined. So, Michael Jordan, Allen Iverson, Rick Barry, whatever. Take the seven next guys after Will, they equal his number of 50 point games. That's one. Two, he has 32 60 point games. That's four shy of the total of every other player in NBA history. So, basically, he has as many 60 point games by himself as the rest of NBA history. Three, He has seven 40-40 games, 40 points, 40 rebounds. Rest of NBA history, zero. Let's go to 30-30 games. That's at least possible. Nobody can get 40-40 games except this freak Will Chamberlain. We'll go to 30-30 games. Bill Russell has three. Good for him. I hate Bill. You know, I'm... famously underrate Bill Russell because he averaged 16 points a game playing at the same time as Wilt, who had 50-point seasons. So Bill Russell, but good for him, three 30-30 games. Three guys had two. Nine guys have had one. So what is that? Nine, 12. 13 guys have had 30-30 games. How many 30-30 games do you think Wilt had? You guys guess. Bill Russell's second place with three.
0: Well, I mean, he averaged 50 and 25 in a season, so I'm going to guess he had like 70 of them.
2: Keith?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. Tell me.
2: 128, 30, That's 30 a games. Second place is three. First place is 128. That cannot be ignored. Other people Jared, were playing have, You know that Cy Young had like 511 yeah. <laughs> wins
1: or shutouts Okay, or so it is. why
2: didn't guys who played when Cy Young played have that many get wins? All right, that so means- he was the best of his era.
1: Freaking Jake Voskel would have had 30-30 every night if he Give was me in a his br-
2: era. Okay, okay. That's so- a
0: good callback, Jake Voskel. <laughs> All right, Keeve, who's winning, Kansas or Michigan State?
1: I'm really torn. I'm not married to either of these teams. They each, at this level in the Elite Eight, they each have flaws.
0: Um, yeah. Pick
1: one. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Michigan State. I think I think that just Michigan State's front line is is tough to deal with. And I have Michigan State. But I Wait, hold on. Like Michigan State's front anymore. line
0: and Kansas's front line of Will Chamberlain and another Hall of Famer, Clyde Lovelette, is not tough to deal yeah, with. Yeah, Clyde what? Lovelette could freaking.
2: I mean. I, he were staying within errors. Kyle yeah. right. had five. It doesn't 20, matter, Jared. Seasons. You're picking
0: Kansas, right?
2: Obviously, Obviously. Wilt alone. Okay. All right. Wilt alone takes down Michigan State.
0: All right. So we have Kentucky against Kansas in the Final Four. We'll get to that, but let's get to let's the get other to side it, of the yes. bracket. Mm-hmm. Let's start with just another brutal. This should be a Final Four matchup: UCLA and Georgetown. I have both of these teams in my top four overall. Georgetown, you know, only 45 players, so a brutally low five seed. But um, you know. This is a monster matchup. So uh, let's start with the Georgetown team. You got the three Hall of Fame centers, the Kemi Matembo, Patrick Ewing, Alonzo Mourning. Not just, you know, all great Hall of Fame centers, but three of the top, what, eight defensive centers of all time? Like mm-hmm. all great defensive players. And then they have Allen Iverson in the backcourt to score. The problem is, you know, again, when you're a five seed, drops up very quickly after that. It's, it's really, this is a four man team. Uh, you know, their top guys on their bench are Greg Monroe and Jeff Green, a couple of active, you know, very mediocre players. UCLA. Has a five Hall of Famer team that can trot out with Kareem, Bill Walton, Jamal Wilkes, Gail Goodrich, and Reggie Miller. They also have a number of active superstars, Kevin Love and Russell Westbrook. They have Marquez Johnson, who to me is one of the most underrated players in NBA Definitely, history. Should really be. one of the most underrated for years. Yeah, should be in the Hall of free. Fame. Yeah, he was the leader of those amazing Bucks teams in the 80s. Good Just a, a phenomenal, also. phenomenal defensive player um you know top 100 to me all the time his career is relatively short which is you know one thing that hurts him and then UCLA at their at their bench just you know so deep Baron davis kiki vanderweeg who you know scored 20 a game for his career swen Nader, it's, who I averaged 12 12 see and 12. this is
1: another um this is another sort of chester only knows games in charts jared Why? and has never actually watched the game cuz he just called kiki vanderweeg kiker vanderweeg
2: <laughs> no he didn't i didn't i don't think so you anyway, called him vanderweeg
0: <laughs> I, put, I put Drew Holiday as the last guy on the bench for UCLA because I think he's... Uh, Jester, did you call him
2: Van Weeg? He'll admit it. He'll uh, admit it.
0: Wait, as opposed to what?
2: Van Der His, his name, name,
0: which is Van Der Oh, whatever. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I guess you don't follow tennis. His, his, no, his, I've uh, heard his pop- name a hundred times though. Yeah, he's yeah, on ESPN all the time.
1: You don't follow tennis. His daughter is like one of the best. Of, his, yeah, uh, no. Coco. Right, whatever. Col- best of Col- Anyways, he
0: Col- scored like 28 Col- points Col- a game, Col- game. game one year in the 80s. I think.
1: So. No,
2: he was, he a was, big, well, he was one of those. Well, that was the that culminated
1: in that 188-184 game, right? Yeah, yeah. Where he had like 47, but so did like everyone else in the game. All right. So anyway, so this is a phenomenal
0: phenomenal matchup to me the reason UCLA is going to beat Georgetown fairly easily is because Georgetown just it only has one dimension other than those three big guys in Iverson there's really nothing there they don't have a, they don't have ways to play a lot of different ways they don't have any kind of shooting whatsoever and UCLA has Reggie Miller and a million other shooters and so to me and also, and the, oh by the way UCLA has Kareem who's you know probably the best player of all time certainly in the conversation and and eons better than the four you know epic hall of famers on Georgetown so to I me mean, UCLA wins this fairly easily but Georgetown just a monster monster team and um you know, they're definitely going to start punching people late in the fourth quarter. They're going to go down swinging. They're going to try and injure someone for sure. Mm-hmm. Keith, what's your take? Uh, yeah.
1: I, I mean, Georgetown is a matchups team. I feel like there are a lot of teams that they would have just blown out of the water with their size, but this is not one of them. UCLA in a route.
0: Yeah, well, the problem is UCLA just can do everything. So Georgetown, yeah. if a team can't handle Georgetown's size, they're in trouble. But UCLA can play Kareem and Bill Walton if they right. want at the they same time. They
2: can do anything. UCLA yeah. can match up with anything. I just want to say one thing. I know it's an easy – it's a blowout to me for UCLA. Just say the, 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 the uh, roster – the yeah, the lineup I would run out for Georgetown would be Ewing, Mourning, Iverson, Floyd, but instead of Mutombo, because you can't have three centers, we argued about this a little bit last time, I would put Otto Porter in there, a perfect stretch three. 3-and-D guy who, like, fits perfectly that I team. think I,
1: I would actually play Mutombo <laughs> over Mourning on a team like that because, like, Floyd and Ewing could really handle the ball, and Mutombo's defense is just so much better than the other two. Yeah, it's not and the and, other I, and with the
2: Iverson family. and Ewing, you're getting enough scoring. But it doesn't matter. They 3D It's 3D a 48-minute yeah. game.
1: You just, you know, you each play each, yeah. th- each of the three of them. I'm just saying, we, Chester
2: problem. and I argued a little bit, I think, when you were off last time about can you play Mutombo, Ewing, and Morning together on a t- floor, and I don't think you, you could, can. You would not be able to get
0: an open shot within 20 feet of the basket against those three. You mm-hmm. can't they would it. cover you the entire easy. Okay, game let's game get so. to Mich let's get to Michigan against Yukon. Uh this is what Keeve's here for. We don't even need to hear how he's voting. Uh this is Michigan's the three seed. Yukon is the seven. I have UConn as a slight favorite though. Um let's start with that Yukon team, just as a reminder, Andre Drummond, Clifford Robinson, Rip Hamilton, Ray Allen, Kemba Walker, uh Rudy Gay off the bench, Karan Butler, a lot of small fours off the bench, Daniel Marshall, Lameka Okafor. Uh, Michigan. Uh they uh Chris Weber and Glenn Rice, Jalen Rose. Jamal Crawford, Rudy Tomjanovich, who remembers a coach and is getting punched in the face, but you know was a very good power forward for a long time uh, in the in the late '60s, early '70s. And then off the bench, Jawan Howard, Cassie Russell, Ricky Green. Uh, I like Michigan, but I have a UConn advancing here. Kiev, I assume you do as well. Well, listen, I'm not having
1: UConn <laughs> winning this tournament. Michigan's a little weaker than I think people would think. Part of it is because the Fab Five, which uh, you know it gives them three of their six players, they've really not been able to. They've been pretty good. They were, again after the Fab Five. They were bad for a long time. Now they're sort of a perennial pretty good team that'll occasionally yeah. make a run, um, but they have not put players in the pros, as as evidenced by like other than. I mean, they they have a lot of like good guards. They have in the zero NFL. Hall of Famers. They have zero no Hall, Hall of Famers. Famers. So Chris Webber will be in saying, the Hall who's, of Fame. Who are the mission guys in the league right now? So you have Hardaway Jr., Burke, Lavert. Jamal Crawford is somehow still in the the NBA, but he's not a model guy. The funny
2: thing is that team that made a run, I think they lost in the finals about five years ago or so, had like at at least four NBA, maybe five NBA players on it. It had Tim Hardaway Jr. Trey Burke was like the star of that team. Mm -hmm. What's his name? The the shooter, the white shooting guard who's been bouncing around the NBA. Uh, He was like picked in the lottery. And
0: what was it with the big guy who got injured the next year in the tournament who was drafted by OKC? White guy? Party animal?
2: Forgot yeah. Oh. 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 Yeah. 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 Uh. Uh. McGarry. Mitch McGarry. Mitch McGarry. Yeah. Mitch McGarry. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. And he's then, out and of then, the NBA. Be, I think. And probably. who's that shooter? Yeah. The, the 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 white shooting guard. He's bounced around. I think like, maybe he's on the Nets now. Anyway, they had like four or five NBA players on that team. That, I mean, they did make it to the finals, but that's pretty crazy, just to your point. But none of them are great NBA players. so you know, Yeah, well, but the bottom oh, and line Karis is this. Michigan's, and so Michigan's, the fifth guy. Michigan's yeah, best
0: know. player is Chris Webber. And Chris Webber in the clutch, folded in college, folded in the NBA, and uh, he's going to fold to this. Don't
2: U-Con let him team. hear you say that or will never talk to you again. <laughs> yeah, yeah right, but so, now uh, the question
1: is, who's the best player in this game? Is it Ray Allen? It's probably Allen and not Webber, right?
0: By at his peak, it's Weber. Yeah, I mean, Weber was right. an every-peak candidate in the right. way that Allen wasn't, right. but Allen had the better career
2: overall. Right, exactly. I agree with that.
1: Levert was a freshman. And by the way, that team was Glenn Robinson III, Spike Albrecht, uh, Trey oh, Burke, Mitch yeah. McGarry, Hardaway Jr., Stauskis. Stauskas,
2: Stauskas that's that. the guy I was talking Albrecht. about. And, and, oh, and Stauskas, Levert, who yeah. ended up
1: being the best pro of all So of it's them.
2: five or six pros on that team. That's crazy. Yeah. Yes.
1: Um, I have UConn winning, but I, this is a pretty low-level game at this point in the tournament, to be honest. UConn is a fun, has a fun bench. They're decent for a seven-game series because they could do a lot of things. They have a lot of guys who could play the three and the four, which is useful for this tournament. But yeah. uh, you know, Drummond is like a very is like the homeless, homeless, homeless man's Matumbo for this tournament. But um, uh, I have UConn win by you, you, two. But you agree, Keith, that UConn uh, loses to UCLA in the yeah. UConn day. get obviously gets demolished. I yeah. mean, Ray I, like Ray Allen probably starts over Reggie Miller, but other than that, nobody really makes the team, right? Who, make, who um, on UConn makes
0: UCLA's team? W- would make the lineup, or would even make the twelve? Oh, makes the twelve.
2: Lineup. Oh, guys, uh, make I mean the twelve.
0: Cl- yeah, Clifford Robinson makes the twelve. Rip Hamilton probably makes the twelve over Drew Holiday. I mean, who obviously. is that? No, I mean Clifford Hamil- Clifford Robinson didn't
1: have a better. Que- career. I mean, he was he Can- ever a better player than Swin Nader? Like, I don't think so.
2: That's hard to say. Well, he played twice as many games. I mean, he yeah. played a lot. But time. I don't think he was a better player. Uh,
1: Nader was an easy double. Kemba double. Walker. Uh, by the way, Drew right Holliday, now, Drew, hold on. Drew Howard is the 12th is really guy on the UCLA player, bench. He's okay, really but Kemba good.
0: Walker, Kemba Walker makes it over Drew, Drew. Holiday.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Kemba Walker's is better than drill But by the way, Drew Holiday yeah. is is only moving up that UCLA list. He's having a, he was having a really good year until the got
0: Yeah, ready. I mean I I, I have Sidney Wicks for his overall career just slightly ahead of Drew Holiday, but I put Holiday on the team because I thought he they was they also more had valuable.
1: some guys who like smartly burned out. Like Ameka's numbers are only good because like he didn't pl- he literally didn't play yeah. when he was injured versus like. Putting up f- four years of like two and two and destroying his numbers, so he's a double double and guy. And Ben though... Ben
2: Gordon also weirdly fizzled early, you know. Well, Ben
1: Gordon had issues. Like Ben he Gordon was, is like he, he might stunk. be in jail right now, even like he, oh, you I know, he got know kicked out of the G League last year. Like he, uh, he became a problem child. But yes, he did fizzle out. I mean, a lot of guys that even like he didn't make their team, but like Amin also was like sort of good for two years and then never. Yeah,
2: he was uh, no Amin was never a good pro. <laughs> no, but I'm Call saying Amin,
0: baby, Minnesota boy. Yeah, North Minneapolis. Um, okay, so if, uh, UCLA... you know the irony. Do you know why Khalid Delamine went to UConn? Because mi- Minnesota was too good. They made the Final Four his uh, his senior year of high school, North Minneapolis, uh-huh. and they were too That's good. That was the Sean told... Leonard era. No, that was the Bobby Jackson era. Oh, Okay, fine. Yeah, and Quincy Lewis, and so he was—he was, he was basically—he was told that he wouldn't get to play too much, and so mm-hmm. he went at least as a freshman, a sophomore. They had another guy on their bench that final <laughs> four year—I forget his name—who transferred to Duke uh, the next year and fizzled out. But so mm-hmm. Khalid Almin went to UConn, and then obviously you know UConn is infinitely better than Minnesota since then. Although actually not now, the last couple of years Yukons no now. UConn is, uh, is yeah in in a rough spot although All right, I do let's like get the to coach, the Charlie. Yeah. yeah, let's get to the last region. Uh, UNC has the least competition, I think, of all the regions. There's no other top ten team. Uh, they're going to start against LSU. LSU is is almost like Houston in that they have you know three just uh, elite guys, Shaq and Bob Pettit, the best front line probably in this whole tournament. Uh, you know the best center of, of our lifetimes and the best power forward you know uh, pre Malone and uh, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, uh, and then Pistol Pete Maravich. But other than that, LSU. Again, they're a lower seed. They don't have a lot of depth. And, they, you know, Ben Simmons is forced to start for this team. And, you know, he can't shoot. Mahmoud Abdul-Rauf, Chris Jackson, is the starting point guard on this team. And you look at their bench and there's, there's nobody you've really ever heard of. Uh, UNC, uh, you know, has five Hall of Famers. Bob McAdoo, Billy Cunningham, James Worthy, Charlie Scott, Michael Jordan. Vince Carter will be in the Hall of Fame. Bobby Jones, just a, an elite defensive player uh, for the Sixers and other teams in the 70s and 80s. Walter Davis, who poured in a ton of points. Rashid Wallace, Brad Darty, who's very underrated because his career was short. Anton Jamison, Jerry Stackhouse, I mean, Sam Perkins played 1,300 games, can't even make this team. Uh, so UNC, obviously, is going to beat LSU.
2: You're both going to pick UNC, I assume. So, Keith, I assume you're picking UNC. I don't want to.
1: Yeah, I'm going to pick UNC. By the way, uh, you know what, what Brad Daugherty did for many years after uh, he yeah, was he a NASCAR retired. announcer. NASCAR yeah. analyst. As all seven-foot-black
0: NBA veterans do. Yes. They become <laughs> I think NASCAR he
2: moved to. I, I want to just NBA talk about it, this LSU team for a second because it's like a really interesting team. Like Everyone knows Shaq, the most dominant force besides Wilt in NBA history. People know Bob Pettit was a great player. I mean, for a long time, he was considered the best power forward ever, and all that kind of stuff. Maybe still, uh, 26.4 and 16.2 for his career. He played 11 seasons in the NBA. His first 10 seasons, obviously, he made the All-Star team every year. He was first-team All-NBA in his first 10 seasons. I know the league was small, but still, first-team All-NBA in his first 10 seasons. In his 11th season, he got injured, so he only played 50 games. So what happened? Second-team All-NBA. After that, retired. That's the end of his career. I mean, that is apex career right there. So he's... Again, twenty-six point four and sixteen point two for his career, and base all MBA every year of his career. That's an insane career, okay? And and back then they didn't all play. It's, I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure if people back in like this. I feel like most of the careers back in the '50s and the '60s were shorter than they are. You know, in the '80s and '90s, obviously for medicine things like that, they got yeah, because the guys were something. smoking cigarettes
0: and flying. You know, like economy right. class on cr- <laughs> yeah.
2: So the guy for played eleven years and was first team all NBA basically every single year. And then just a quick thing on Mahmoud Abdul-Rauf. People, I think he's more famous for changing his name from Chris Jackson to Abdul and He didn't have a great NBA career by any stretch, but just like an interesting little tidbit on him that I remember some like thing ESPN showed, you know, when I was a kid, probably 1993 or something like that, was he had like some form of Tourette syndrome. I don't know if you guys yes. knew that or not. Yeah, I did and, know that. And like... um, to me, it was like, probably like a motor tick disorder, which kind of means like you know he twitches and stuff like that. So basically mm-hmm. what happened was, according to him, it made him a much, much better shooter. And the reason was, sometimes when you have that disorder, it's sort of this kind of thing like an OCD thing where everything has to kind of feel perfect until you like... D- so he would like have 30-point games and they would win, but he'd be miserable because he felt like he was burying threes, but it didn't feel perfect. The wrist wasn't perfect. His elbow wasn't perfect. His feet weren't perfect. So he would practice in the gym for hours and hours and hours until he hit I forgot the number, but X number, straight three pointers that felt perfect. So he could have hit 50 in a row, but if they didn't mm-hmm. feel good, it didn't matter. So I think that's just like an interesting story about him that where his disorder kind of helped him become probably a great, uh, even a greater shooter. And he's another guy similar to Mark Price, didn't have nearly as good a career, but was another very dimin- dimin- diminutive guy who was a great, great shooter. And then you have Pistol Pete Maravich, who's like one of his you know, movies about this guy. He just like his, his, his numbers in LSU were as a freshman. He averaged forty-three a game as a sophomore, forty-three a game as a junior, forty-four a game as a senior, forty-four a game. So his NBA career is considered a disappointment because he only averaged twenty-four a game. And remember, this is at without the three-point ball. When the stories of him was that he pulled up. Yeah, but he also barely
0: played. I mean, his career ended pretty quickly.
2: He had a weird career, but. Yeah. Again, another very interesting. It's, I'm just saying it's a very, very interesting team, and Ben Simmons has potential to be an extremely interesting player. Here's a walking double-double, a six for ten point guard. Okay, and Michael Jordan is lighting all pain. three of
0: these guys up. So let's stop talking about that. I'm LSU. just giving. Right.
2: Listen, Congratulations. i Are we talking about yeah. basketball? I like That's the, the point Chester of the podcast because right? usually Chester is uh, <laughs> slowing us down. I like this. I mean, come on, I mean, you know, I didn't say they were going to win. I said let me tell you know talk all right. a little bit. I basketball. appreciate. It. Get out of all here right, with your get facts. It.
0: Okay, let's get to our last matchup in the Sweet 16, St. John's against Indiana, a couple of uh, schools that uh, were relevant for a long, long time in college basketball, so they sent a lot of guys to the NBA. St. John's hasn't sent a relevant NBA player since, you know, Ron Artest went nuts and changed his name to Metta World Peace, Uh, but uh, they have a a good starting, you know, backcourt in Mark Jackson, Chris Mullen, and uh, Ron Artest slash Metta World Peace. The problem is their front line, uh, Billy Pultz and Leroy Ellis, not not a lot of offense there, a little bit weak. Uh, Indiana has a couple of active swing guys in Eric Gordon and Victor Oladipo, in addition to the Van Arsdale brothers, Tom and Dick. But, uh, of course, this team is anchored by Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas at the point and a couple of Hall of Fame big men in Walt Bellamy and George McGinnis. And so Bellamy and McGinnis are both going to easily put up 20 and 10, and they're going to trounce St. John's.
1: Yeah, they're going to kill St. John's. St. John's also a chemistry nightmare. You have Metta World Peace, who is a nutty guy. Uh, Chris Mullen, who's going to think he's in charge because he's literally the coach of the team right now. He's the coach of St. John's. Mark yeah. Jackson, who's going to think good he should be the end. coach. Right. And then you got freaking Malik Seely on the bench who's dead. And Jason <laughs> Williams, who I think is in jail. A little respect.
0: Uh,
2: this is what? a crazy— Malik Seeley
0: was, Hold on. Malik Seely was killed by a drunk driver with, like, I didn't on know a suspended license. I didn't license. know why he died. He, yeah, he didn't t- do anything wolves. bad. He was on the T-wolves
2: then, right? Yeah. Yeah,
1: he was yeah.
0: driving yeah. home from Kevin yeah. Garnett's party. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, Indiana blows the doors off. Uh, also, Oladipo, you know, I know Chester doesn't care about active players. No, but oh, I agree. I put I kick
2: really one good. of the Van Arsdale twins out, and I put Oladipo in that starting Yeah, let yeah. yeah. Oladipo, Let's see Oladipo put, have more
0: Oladipo than one, one relevant NBA both. season.
1: He could dunk both Van Arsdales if you use them as basketballs. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. you ever have a one-on-two? When I was a kid, you had like a one-on-two with like meet you and a friend against like a really good player, and they just beat you 11 nothing because they're so much better. <laughs> Uh, and that's what Oladipo could beat them in a one-on-two the Van still brothers what about Harry Van Norsdale oh, okay. is he on the team alright <laughs> yeah, so uh, UNC so it's
0: Indiana UNC but UNC demolishes Indiana there's nothing to talk about yeah of course exactly so uh, good job four. Indiana you made the Elite Eight so our final four is we have UNC UCLA mm-hmm. and then on the other side we have Kentucky and Kansas not a lot of surprises there pretty right?
2: chalk from you guys pretty chalk mm-hmm
0: yeah, these are these are four of my five best overall teams. The only one that's missing is Georgetown, which already got taken down by UCLA. All right, so uh, what's going first? Kentucky versus Kansas? This is pretty close. Sure. So let's do Kentucky versus Kansas. Uh, so the the issue here is Kansas. Kentucky definitely has more bigs to throw at Will Chamberlain, but in the era, Will Chamberlain is so much more dominant than Boogie and 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 um, and Unibrow and Cat. So mm-hmm. I think Kansas has the advantage there. Uh, the problem is again, like Kansas, like their only guards are JoJo White, Kirk Heinrich, Darnell
1: Valentine. I think Paul so- Pierce probably handles the ball for that team. Yeah, no, JoJo He's White. JoJo to.
2: White. JoJo White is legit. Is a legit point guard. So. JoJo White's a Hall of Fame point guard, so I don't think you need Paul Pierce. To, I mean, I hear you, but Paul Pierce, use him for what you use Paul Pierce for. I think jo- they do ha- they're do they not deep in that position, but JoJo White's a legit player. You're talking about a Hall of Fame Yeah, point well, guy. I mean, the
0: truth is JoJo White's career was better than any guard on Kentucky. Now, John Wall and Rajon Rondo weren't done, but you know, are either one of them making the Hall like, of Fame? I know Love is a Hall of Famer,
1: but him and Bridges don't play for Kentucky even off the bench. That's a big problem.
2: Well, in, do well, you have to well, think about them in their the era? Cl- yeah,
0: Clyde Lovellette Leva- yeah. was an automatic All-Star every year of his career. I mean, He's so 101. Is, so was Boogie.
1: Like, I mean, people don't like him, but from a... From a uh, not anymore.
0: You think Boogie will ever make another All-Star team? I mean, if he Maybe. switches teams, he'll make every All-Star game. Uh, I don't know. Last, Lola, do you know what
1: he it. was doing last year before he got hurt? He was putting up 30s and 20s every night.
0: Yeah, and him. he had an injury that no one has ever come back from. Okay, so, yeah, so yeah.
1: it is possible that he doesn't come back, but I also think, yeah. you know, give him a year, he, he might be okay.
0: Just, I, ultimately, yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give this slight edge here to Kansas because of Will Chamberlain. So
1: close, yeah. I'm gonna give it to Kentucky. Let's let Jared decide. To me, this is this would be like go to seven if it was best of seven. I think.
2: So I hadn't thought about this one at all because I had as you may, I had uh, what was it beating, what was it? Uh, I had OSU. Wait, who did I have different here? Yeah, you had Kentucky losing right, to Ohio State. I had State. Kentucky. I can. I had Ohio State beating Kentucky, so I hadn't thought about this until now. It's interesting because as as Alex mentioned. One thing that I was complaining about before about Kentucky is having too many big men. Now suddenly they have a whole bunch of big men they could throw at Wilt, so that actually helps them in this one. So they're going
1: to do hack Wilt, <clears throat> yeah,
2: and and Wilt we'll not con- a good free throw shooter, we'll, and Wilt we'll can shoot free throws, so that helps. Yeah. But I I don't want to betray the old eras, okay? So a guy like and Clark- by the way, isn't
0: Paul Pierce isn't the second best player in this team in this game also on Kansas? So they have the best two players. Kentucky has the better team over a seven game series, but Kansas has. By far the best player and probably yeah. the second best player. It's an interesting so,
1: point. I mean, Pierce so, is definitely gonna have a better career than Wall at this point. Davis still has a chance to be better than Pierce,
2: though. Yeah, Davis yeah. is Davis is a better player than Pierce. So obviously, it's not his fault that he's 25, 26 yeah. years old. Davis is definitely yeah. a better player. I mean, he, could, you know, we'll see what. Oh, happens yeah, them, well,
0: but. well, the peak. Yeah, Davis, Boogie, and Cat are all like Paul Pierce right, was never right, an MVP candidate. Right. So all three of those guys, Cat their peaks could are gonna easily be
2: become a better player than Paul Pierce. Uh, DeMarcus, because of his injury, probably not. But he also could have. But whatever. That's not necessarily the point. Who's the best player? I think mean, I just swear, I don't want to betray the old eras, right? So we have this guy Clyde Lovellette. Most people, listeners, don't even know who that is. Well, he's a guy with like five straight 2010 seasons. He made four All-Star games that was a superstar player in his time so to, now but to be fair even...
0: Cliff Hagen Cliff Hagan was the same in a slightly uh, later era
2: True 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 Bill Bridges who I admit I didn't know anything about I looked him up he was like 12 and 12. a 12 and 12 like defensive brute like powerful athletic guy mm-hmm. so to me he's yeah. the kind of guy that like matches up and... Yeah he couldn't
1: get into a game of Rucker Park today
2: <laughs> <laughs> No no he's an athletic no he's more of an he's more of a uh, 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 what's it called? A more of a modern type of player. Yeah, at least he cu- I mean, like. he
1: couldn't. He couldn't start in Lebanon. Pale bridges.
2: Yeah, well, again, that's not the game. Okay, we're not doing that. So we're gonna okay. keep going back to that. But that's not what we're doing. So, mm-hmm. uh, listen, I'm a Walt fanboy. I'm a Wilt fanboy. I have plenty more stats that I'm holding in the bag for a later episode on Wilt that I'm not gonna oh, force God. on you guys. JoJo White. <laughs> should, we just let, should we let
1: a Jared have his own episode where he just does, like model, stat monologues, Chester? <laughs>
2: Oh, that's that's basically yeah. my Twitter thing. <laughs> All right, who's winning, Kansas or
0: Kentucky? I'm giving Jared.
2: it to Kansas. Screw Kentucky. Let's go, Kansas. All right, so
0: Kansas, Kansas with a mild upset there. And who they are they going to the lose to in the championship? This is the title game right now. All right, so it's UCLA against UNC. Uh, spoiler alert: these are, in my opinion, the two best teams in this. tournament. Yeah, this is the ch- this is the championship game. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Rasheed so, Wallace's
1: numbers, because he stuck around for a while, aren't impressive. But like, I, I mean, Rasheed could like I. You could argue Rashid starts for UCLA, right, instead of Love. He's not as interesting of a player, but he was probably a better player.
2: Yeah, but you can do yeah, things well, the other way also. You can flip it the other way yeah.
0: also. Yeah, I mean, all these guys can be playing. Yeah. I mean, these two teams are both stacked. So this is where I think I'm going to bring up the – so even though I have UCLA as the number one seed, and even though – in the whole tournament, and and even though I think they're a little bit better than UNC, this is where I'm going to bring up a topic that we've been discussing in I our NBA group is going. chat. I know where Yeah, this is going. which is – The Michael Jordan versus LeBron, the way I've distilled this is if you have a bad team and you want to turn that bad team into an instant contender, you want LeBron because LeBron can do everything. But if you have a good team and you want that good team to become immortal, that good team to become unstoppable, that's where you want Michael Jordan. So on an all-star team, you'd rather have Michael Jordan than LeBron. Mm -hmm. On a crappy team, you'd rather have LeBron than Michael Jordan. So you look at this UNC team Mm -hmm. and, and the UCLA team, and UCLA overall is a little bit better, I think. But... Reggie Miller is going up against Michael Jordan. Like that's which just which happens ma-
2: quite often, by the way. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's going to be a math. Like even though like Kareem is better than Bob McAdoo, even though they played at the same time and McAdoo stole a couple MVPs from Kareem. Uh, you know, everyone else, James Worthy, Marcus Johnson, again playing in the same era, pretty similar. Marcus Johnson's a little bit better, although you know James Worthy more famous and in the Hall of Fame because you know he played on the Lakers. Um, you know, a lot. I would say that uh, Russell Westbrook probably better than you know. Any other guard on UNC team probably career is going to end up ahead of Vince Carter. I already have him ahead of Vince Carter, so obviously he will be. Mm-hmm. But to me, Michael Jordan gives UCLA gives UNC the edge, and so even though they're like a half point underdog, I have UNC winning this game.
2: You're making me sick. Basically, well, hold on. I'm let me let Michael Jared. Jordan. You could decide
0: it because I'm going
1: to go with UCLA. I just think Worthy is so much better than Marcus Johnson. I, I, but
0: well, you're it, you're you're wrong. You're objectively wrong. Marcus Johnson was a better scorer. Was a much better defensive player.
1: Yeah. How many rings did Marcus Johnson win? Yeah, but Because yeah, well, he didn't play with Kareem. Now he, he is TV. playing with Kareem. But yeah. no, I didn't finish what I was saying. But North Carolina doesn't really have a ball handler, so Michael Jordan's going to play point guard, which... Like, he didn't Well, really that's do a that.
0: problem. Yeah, that really... He didn't really do that? Uh, did you watch any Bulls games in the 90s? Well, I did. You didn't have a TV when the until, the Bull, yeah. until uh, Jordan retired. What are you, you talking about? Jordan you you think Rod Harper games. was the ball handler? Michael Jordan was the ball handler for those teams. <laughs> Michael Jordan just Jared, like Allen Iverson
1: Chester's never never watched a full Michael Jordan game in his whole life. Oh it's true. God, what are you talking you, about? You did have a TV in your house when you were a kid and the way to school. First of all, I did
0: ha- I did have a TV in my house. You know, it was Kate. behind lock and key, but I stole the key.
2: <laughs>
1: I was Chester the biggest not let you watch I
0: was the games. biggest jazz fan Wait, in the universe in 97 98. Chester right.
2: pronounce Good. pronounce the guy whose last name is spelled J O R D A N.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is it uh, uh michael yardane i don't know how to pronounce it yeah
1: okay um that that's by the way that was always uh, urban legend right what i oh, forget it um no, I, yeah I missed that. all right so i think i just think uh like uh, uh, this the ucla team is such a traditionally good team and they have an um, such an amazing backcourt for like five minutes a game where you could just throw out you know baron davis kiki and swen nader and Bill Walton, and it's like such a second unit hockey style that'll come well, in. They look, Rashid
0: Wallace and Brad Daugherty are on the second unit. On oh, you yeah, Charlie Scott, of-, of
1: course, they don't wear the guards on the Char- second unit. Char-
0: Charlie Scott's a Hall of Fame guard who averaged twenty-one, four, and five for his career. I mean, the he's the eleventh guy on the 48 team. Forty-eight minutes
1: in this one game, although it is his third yeah. game of the day, it's a little tricky. Yeah.
0: and Vince Carter's averages are down a little bit because he's playing. Well, actually, forever. no, they he's only played really one NBA, game but- in
1: day one, so they are played uh, four uh, today. Yeah, I'm going with UCLA. uh, So Jared's gonna have to decide this. UCLA to me wins by seven.
2: Keith, I I think I really like what you said about UCLA. They basically have a hockey team. Okay, you you have. Let's just so so for those who don't have it in front of them, um, which is probably all of you, Chester very very nicely and very chestery put out rosters with the stats of all the players and how he would do the starting team and the bench and everything like that. So Alex Chester's starting team for UCLA is Kareem, uh, top four player of all time. I don't think anybody argues that. Kevin Love at power forward, Marcus Johnson at, at the three, Reggie at the two, Russell Westbrook at the one. All guys who perfectly fit their position. But then you go to their bench, you have Gail Goodrich Point guard, shooting guard, who you can... Who can let's call Gallagher a shooting guard in, in for the second unit. Baron Davis could be your second unit point guard. Or Drew Holiday could be your second unit point guard. Kiki Vandeweghe, a 20-point-a-game scorer for 800 games in his career... Quintessential. Never played a lick of defense.
0: You don't need scoring like that on these teams. Quintessential
2: right? three-man. Or you want to use Jamal Wilkes, nah, a Hall of Famer, playing. who is a small forward. Yeah. You don't want to use Kiki, we'll use Jamal Wilkes, 18-6. Yeah, six, K- 18, K- and K- six Kiki
0: six. doesn't play in this game. There's Fine. no chance he gets off
2: you the to You want to get you want a defensive stopper, a point guard? Drew Holiday. You want one of the best shot blockers in NBA history? We'll put Sven Nader in there. I mean, this team is so well-balanced. So Michael Jordan, who's he guarding? He's going to chase around Russell Westbrook, that maniac who's, who's playing 48 minutes and going – crazy the whole time I mean they don't have a point guard yeah Michael Jordan could bring the ball up the court and he can handle the ball but he's not a he's not a prototypical point guard and they don't have a dominant center so hold on a
0: second Bob McAdoo was the second best center in the 70s after Kareem he wasn't he won multiple MVPs Go Bob look at his McAdoo numbers.
2: is not a real center. He was a skinny—he he was not a real center, Bob McAdoo. Look at his size. I mean, I don't, I go, don't have him in front and of me. Go he look at, and weighed, go look he at, weighed 230 okay, and, pounds. He could not guard Kareem. There's no way go McAdoo look. First of all, Kareem. he he won
0: two MVPs from Kareem in Kareem's peak.
2: I didn't say he wasn't a great player. I said he's not a yeah. prototypical Billy center. Billy
0: Cunningham, one of the most underrated players of all time. You know how many guys have averaged 21, 10, and 4 for their
2: career? Is he a prototypical center?
0: No, he's their power So the
2: argument I'm making right now is that UCLA's team is – they're both extremely talented teams. Nobody would argue that. It's very obvious. But but I'm saying UCLA's balance. They have one of the greatest centers ever and then Russell Westbrook as a point guard. I happen to be a huge Russell Westbrook stand, but he's a great player, Russell Westbrook, and a a point guard who can get everybody involved, score himself. Uh, Have you seen
0: him perform in the All-Star games? Because – and I'm a Russell Westbrook stan also, and Russell Westbrook to me is like a poor man's – Russell Westbrook is best on a team like that Oklahoma City team where he won the MVP. He's not good with other good players. He always loses all-star games. He you know, he chased Kevin Durant out of town. He wants to do everything. He has to understand that he's like the seventh option on this team. That's a I fair, think he's a negative.
2: That's a fair argument. That's a fair argument. But I'm James just Worthy knows, knows what
0: it's right like now. to be a fourth option. Vince Carter, you know, can he also step back and be, you know, Rasheed Wallace and Brad Darty, by the way, again, off the bench, Doherty, 19 and 10 for his career. Oh, if yeah. only his career yeah. lasted longer, he'd be a, a Hall of Famer for sure.
2: Yeah, listen, I, this, is, but, this, right. this is the finals. They're obviously both great, so I have to find something to differentiate it. Your differentiation was Michael Jordan doesn't lose big games, and that's fair. That's very fair. Mine is they don't have a point guard or a prototypical center, I mean, except Doherty. Uh, they don't have a pro, and I'm telling you, Bob McAdoo, I don't know what he's listed at, whatever, but Bob McAdoo is not a pro. Asks- some of our old listeners, Bob McAdoo was not a pro Bob McAdoo had no chance at guarding Kareem. Nobody has a team chance at guarding Westbrook unless it's Jordan, and then he'll be exhausted chasing around Westbrook the whole time. First of
0: all, Bobby Jones is one of the but best ten defensive players of all time. Best twelve defensive yeah, players again, of all he's time. He's
2: a power forward. I keep focusing on that. point guard, center, yeah. the two most important positions arguably on the court. UCLA yeah. has great at each of those. North. The Carolina greatest team guns. of
0: all time, the 1997 Chicago Bulls, did not have a point guard. You know why? Because because they had Michael Jordan. You don't need a point guard when you have Michael Jordan. This is ridiculous. Michael Jordan and Vince Carter are, and Walter Davis and Charlie Scott. I mean, they have four top 25 all-time shooting guards.
2: Uh, Alex, which teams do you have ranked number one overall? UCLA. Okay, so uh, you can't be going crazy when we're picking yeah, UCLA. Right. I'm admitting it's an extremely okay. extremely close matchup, so what am I going by? So you, you're going by a fair thing. You're saying Michael Jordan wins close games. I'm saying I'm going by a team that fits best. By the way, we haven't even mentioned Bill Walton. Pete, I know you killed Bill yeah, Walton last sucks. podcast. He's great in college. Pete, this Bill is not Walton a college Bill Walton had tournament. one of the, the great years of all time. You don't think so, but yeah. everybody who was around years. then says it. Everybody who was around then says it. Yeah, so, uh, can I
0: point out one difference between Bill Walton and every other great center of his era. The color of his skin. All right,
2: I'm not going to get into this too much, but you know,
0: th- there was a lot of that motivating the love for Bill Walton and those. Uh, I don't know. It could be.
2: I don't know teams. if that's true. All I know is I've heard, I I hear that Bill Walton's '77 season was an incredible. I know the stats aren't yeah. insane, but
0: look at we, the and look at the teams that won the next the Washington in '78, Seattle in '79. It was a low point for the league. Garbage teams were winning.
2: But this is my backup center to Kareem. That's who we're arguing right yeah. now. Sven Nader is my triple backup. One of the best shot blockers in NBA history. Kiki Vandeweghe, a twenty point scorer for 800 games. Okay, you made made your point. UCLA
0: beats UNC, and UCLA wins this whole tournament, correct? Congratulations. The Bruins
1: are cutting down the
0: nets. Yeah. So I have UNC winning the whole tournament, but they don't even make the final. They are upset by UNC and, uh, excuse me, by UCLA, and UCLA is our champions. So congratulations to the Bruins. Kareem, uh, it, who's, who's the MVP of the tournament? Is it a Kareem, probably? Yeah, Kareem's the MVP, no question.
2: You know what? I'll, I'll yeah. make you happy. We'll give it to Michael Jordan in a losing effort. Ooh, in the semifinals? <laughs> That's crazy. The losing of
0: the finals. No, well, we do, the have, finals. we do have just, a third-place game, obviously. That was right. the
1: semifinals.
2: No, no we just it, argued Carolina-UCLA in the finals. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was for the – oh, I'm sorry. It was the uh, fact, yeah, that yeah. UCLA
0: plays Kansas in the finals. Yeah, UCLA well, wins by 23,
1: the by the way. Kareem shuts down Wilt, and Miller and Russ make it rain.
2: Oh, well, then take it back. Wilt MVP in a losing effort. Oh, okay. That's fair. (laughs) That's fair. That makes sense. (laughs) Got to stay on brand. Okay. All right, Chester. By the way, I
0: also also did my all-conference teams, and I had the ACC winning that because of Jordan, but I guess you're going to tell me it's going to be the Pac-12 because Kareem is going to beat him again, right?
2: I didn't say one-on-one. Kareem is better than Jordan. I think I explained my (laughs) point pretty clearly.
0: All right, so congratulations. The UCLA Bruins have won this tournament. Uh, Congratulations to the listeners. That was three hours of basketball talk. Mm-hmm. next week we're doing jared, brackets we're doing real march madness real march madness brackets okay jared what do you have to plug for us should we talk about how tall is akiva wieneker <laughs> is
1: that what you make fun of when i'm not here you talk talking about how tall i am he's no, five Jar- seven Jar- and a half he's five seven
0: and J- a half jared okay. claims he can he can measure everyone within an eighth of an inch by, just by seeing a photo of, a blurry photo of them from the back one time
2: i was one minute away from getting out of i this. think i'm one minute seven. away
1: I think I'm closer to 5'6 and a half than 5'7 half, but I think I'm – Oh, wow.
0: Jared Jerome, you're uh, you're stupid – But I don't know. I haven't been measured
1: since I was like 14, so I have no idea. Uh. I don't go to the doctor. I could have my wife like uh, – I could – stay. you know, my kids have a thing where it's like they – you know, like a height chart. I could have my wife do that. Uh, like check later.
2: it. I guarantee – check it. You're 5'7 half. Uh,
1: yeah. It's funny because my daughter would like – was like growing so much, and she was like almost off the chart at a certain point, but now it's like – she hits 13 could, could, I think she's done. Could you her own. have
2: you ever formally explained how like each of your kids is like an elite athlete in a separate sport with you know ha- ha- No you, the you, third, father. My third is uh is is a, is a clown.
1: He, he Right, you he, said, he right, you said your, so, right,
2: you said one of your you said one of your sons isn't good but one of your daughters is like No, my is, oldest is, daughter
1: is, was just tall. She's not uh, I don't think she's here. I she's not like a star. She's she's on the bench. She's on the city basketball team which is nice but she She's she's the junkyard dog of the team. Like, you know, she's just Jerome rebounds Williams. and scrappiness. sounds yeah. Jerome Williams. Yes, she is literally the junkyard dog. Like, he, that's what the coach even said. She comes in, defense steals, rebounds, hustling. They they do not pass her the ball. She's not a good shooter. Uh, but my daughter's good at gymnastics. My second daughter is good at gymnastics. And then my youngest son might be like Messi or Pele or somebody. He's like... He he can like he he threw a ball from a couch to the to the dining room table, which was like eight feet, and knocked my glasses straight off. They got, fell off my head when he threw a ball.
2: So I, I coach my I coach my nine year old son in little league. So we have mm-hmm. we were having like a preliminary kind of practice, sort of like re, re, ranking the players. To like, make are the like, are you the head coach? Are you like
1: that. the main coach on the team? I'm like
2: yeah, I'm the, well, I'm the coach for my son's team. Yeah, yeah we're actually yeah. Mm-hmm. So um. So are you
1: gonna are you gonna give your son like he's gonna play shortstop lead off, You're gonna be an unfair dad. I'm a very un- I'm if
2: anything I'm the opposite. But um That's whatever. Good. My but, dad would but be like he's okay. Like he's solid. You're, you're
0: you're Richard Williams.
2: But my but I brought my wife you're was tony. out. My wife was out so I had to bring away my youngest son who's 3 and he's like way ahead per age, you know, compared to my other son. Right. So like while like the other like groups were doing something and I wasn't involved, I was having like a catch with him and he he zips the ball in this little three it's like funny when these little kids are good and you could tell like really early so yeah whatever so I don't like to talk about it in front of my older son to like basically shred his confidence but uh,
0: is your older son a listener to 32 fans let's hope not
2: now he's not <laughs> <laughs> And so, but the thing I was saying about Keith and his kids is like I think I remember from that podcast of like let's remember our top five like academic exploits like Chester. Sports hit like a a- long, athletic exploits. No, athletic academic a- would have been I said? top oh, I said, one no, at most. My bad. I, yeah, right. I, meant, all right. I meant. I meant. I uh, meant athletic. Scholastic Chester, Ch- Chester's was like exploits hitting yeah. like a like an NBA three and like target center or something like that. Yeah. And Keith. No, it was walked, probably
0: my Valley Tour performance.
2: And day, I yeah. think Keith, you got a shot on goal at age twelve at Moreau. No, Scott I scored like two goals against- game. Scored and two your goals father against, I think, it, Harold, like, Harold
1: Rosengarten's team in uh, <laughs> in a Color War hockey game.
2: So, listen, I don't know who you married. I mean, did you marry Jackie Joyner-Kersee? <laughs> well,
1: Mara was the captain of her high school basketball team. She could really play ball. All
2: right. There it is. So, that's good. It's important. As you know, when you go to camp, all that matters is sports. So, yeah, you
1: know. It's, how could, it's really like, well, not not if you go to, like, Nesher or one of those camps. But if you go to, like, a fun camp, then it's... Um, this is inside uh, modern orthodox Jewish baseball only, and Chester doesn't even know we're talking about because he lived in Minnesota. Um, right? It's like you yeah, are. I, proportion- I, I didn't.
0: I didn't go to the same camp as you guys at all. You are. Propo- yeah. Jared, you are proportionally as make <laughs> cool sarcastic to the
1: point where you exactly right. How good you are at sports in school? I got away with because I was like so knowledgeable right. about sports. It, right. That they would let right, me make right. the teams and and like right. that sort of thing, and they would trust me. They would ask me like rules in the middle of a game. Um, in camp, it didn't work.
2: Right. Elite, have- spo- elite sports fan in school works. Elite sports fan in right, doesn't work. Right, because nobody's following
1: sports in the summer. Like right, they would they would right. like want to read my newspaper, see what the we were doing, but it didn't right. work for a cool point. <laughs> right,
0: Alright, right, there you go. Alright, Jared, thanks so much for joining us. Uh Keeve. No problem. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
2: Feel the wind in your face. It's more than a contest. It's more than a Cause inside you knew In one shining moment You reach for the sky In one
1: shining moment You knew
2: In one shining moment You're willing to try In one shining moment